Obviously a huge story and news uh, this week around the world of golf as it relates especially to the golf ball being officially now in a rollback phase. 2028 for the top players, 2030 for the average players. And to help us unpack this, we're going to go into a good friend of ours that we met, uh, gosh, back when we began this show some 25 years ago. He was with TaylorMade at the time. He's since founded Snell Golf. After 34 years in the golf industry, he's got 40-plus patents. And this is a guy that was uh, developing parts for Blackhawk helicopters before he started doing golf parts. So knows a little bit of something about technology and innovation. Dean Snell joining us right now. Dean, how are you? I'm doing good, but thanks for the intro. But no, you're making me feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the challenge around this is that we... We don't want this new golf ball rule to make all of us feel old, you know. I mean, we're, you know, we're enjoying the fact that uh, the engineers like yourself have created a technology, both in clubs and golf balls, that enable us to be able to hit the ball in ways that that maybe we didn't think we could hit. And so, uh, I guess. I've got so many questions, but why don't we just start with what is your understanding of what was announced in the golf world this week? Well, I listened to some of the the shows, the um, TV stuff that was on today, and you know, and it seems like there was a, a pretty good collaboration between the, the governing bodies and most of the manufacturers side to it, um, which was nice to hear. But the outcome side to it, to me, is uh, is a little bit kind of you know, the work that we do right now and try to make the golf, uh, golf ball be better and make it more playable for players. Um, and then, and then to try to spin it, like it's a, a big tour issue. That's the problem, but bring it into the, the general public and, and everybody else that plays the LPGA, other things that are not elite tour uh, type of players at these crazy fast speeds that they do today. Um, it just seems like it's, 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 it's gone it's gone too far to what it was intended to do. And I really think the main reason for it, which no one has really said it, is is money. You know, money talks and bifurcation was one of the solutions, which means there'd be no big tour contracts anymore, no you know, golf ball contracts on tour, and the, the manufacturers would have to make a ball that they wouldn't want to sell, and the players would have to play a ball that, you know, they're not going to get paid for. So financially, it's a big deal. So if they're going to make a change, it seems to me like the change has to have happened if it was done across the board. Now everybody's got to play by the same rule, and, and uh, the impact will be, obviously it'll be much bigger on the, on the faster tour type of players, the faster non-tour type of players, and there's some of them out there, you know, and, and a smaller impact on the, you know, the slower speeds, um, you know, that don't hit the ball as hard. But my understanding is it's a it's a change that's that's happened. It's going to happen, and there's a pretty big grace period for it, which allows manufacturers to get set up and and plan for it, um, and you know eat the expenses that will be cost to do that, which will be, that'll be just part of the R and D process. So um, it's going to happen. It's going to be a minor change for some, a bigger change for others, and it just it just to me it just seems like the attack to the golf ball is not the solution. My personal choice is not the solution I would pick. I think there's a much easier way to do this and, and it could solve all the problems, but that's what they chose. Tell us about that. Tell us what, what you're feeling as a manufacturer of golf balls and what type of solution you would have preferred as far as being able to possibly rein back some distance. Well, you know, I, I started when I started in golf uh, ball design, uh, Torbalata was in play 
and that was it. So they were high spinning golf balls. Um, players would take drivers and try to turn them down to five, six, seven degree launch ang- uh, uh, faces to keep the launch angle down, which tried to control distance um, and maximize distance. Created a lot of side spin and hook spin, but yeah, that was the ball of choice. So there's four factors, in my opinion, that, that really have an impact on this overall distance being a problem for the faster golfers, the elite, really top players in the world. And I think they're equally as important to, to uh, contribute to this distance. One is the golf ball, one is the driver, one is the players, and one is the agronomy. So when you really think about those four factors that I just mentioned, since 2000, when Pro V1 first came out, the ball speed um, was 255 feet per second max to the USGA. And we always made golf balls right to the max limit. So, so we would design balls to, sometimes to the USGA warning list. They were all made fast. You can't make them any faster, but that's what they were in 2000. Today, that 255 feet per second max speed on the, on the submission that you do hasn't changed. So we still make the golf balls to the max speed, and they're not any faster. So all of these discussions that I keep hearing that the balls go too fast today, we've made them too fast, technologies killing the golf courses, it's not from the golf balls. The golf balls in 2000 had the same speed then as they do today. They were low spin then as they are today. They, the players hit them higher as they do today. So at that time, the tour average was 160 mile per hour ball speed is the tour average. Today, they're doing 183 as, as some of the elite averages. That's 23 miles an hour faster with the same golf ball that doesn't go any faster. So that speed isn't coming from the ball. It's coming from the drivers being longer, sweet spots being bigger, the player's fitness swinging harder, and that's contributing significantly to it. So the solution to a distance problem to say, let's bring it back 10 to 15 yards when they hit the ball 380 yards or 370 yards doesn't really solve a distance problem to me. But the, the solution to it is let's change the golf ball that has an impact on every single shot in your bag, but we only have a distance problem for elite tour players. So the, you could have said, well, let's go back to a small driver. Let's create um, inertia stories on drivers to make the ball spin more. You could have said, let's water the fairways a little bit for the tour events and then let them, you know, let the rough, rough grow a little bit more and the fairways grow a little more for the tour events and then cut them and let us play after. Um, and you can't tell the players they can't work out on your fitness and generate ball, uh, ball speed. So I've done a lot of work on this and a lot of studies on this in the past. And if you want to shorten the golf ball 15 to 20 yards or, or even more, there's a simple solution that the PGA Tour could establish where the tee height of the golf ball doesn't need to be any higher than half an inch. So if, if, you, if just those events, the tee height, you can't use a tee that's higher than half an inch, it forces the players to hit the ball with the driver on the lower half of the club, which adds five or 600 RPMs of spin to that shot, which makes the golf ball 15 to 20 yards shorter, and nothing else changes in the, in the world. You don't have to have any separate rules. The faster players uh, have to use these lower tees instead of having a new golf balls for everybody, and it takes all the distance problems away where, they, where they're worried about it obsolete in golf courses. Dean Snell, Snell Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting. 
I, that almost seems too simple. Um, but anyway, let's let I want to come back to a couple things that you you've mentioned there because I think they're the key points here. One is is that you you've said that it's going to affect the elite players differently than the average players. Can you explain what is it exactly that's going to happen? And then the second part of that is this driver only or is this through the bag? So will 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 elite players or um, even average players see re- reduction of distance off of the irons wedges same as they do off of driver so i and i think it has something to do with the compression of the golf ball and swing speed so if you you kind of just speak to that and how it differentiates between the highest swings and the average swings well well it can be done in a couple ways the the test that they're switching to is increasing the ball speed in the test to 183 miles an hour which is where they reported they had you know, it's over 3,000 times last uh, in 2023 where players have hit it over 183 miles an hour. And today they test at 175 miles an hour, whatever it is that they use today. So their overall distance test is going to now increase the speed and they're going to also reduce the spin and increase the launch angle. So those three factors, faster ball speed, I think it's one degree higher launch angle, and about 300 RPMs lower of spin. All of those factors have an, have an impact on distance. So the balls today at those faster speeds will all be illegal to the new test. So, so manufacturers are now going to have to, on the faster speeds, slow the ball down, which probably won't solve the problem just by slowing the speed down, or you have to change the spin. So if you have to add spin to the golf ball, you add spin on every shot, which now is an impact through the whole bag, or aerodynamics, which you have to retool everything, and you can create dimple patterns that have higher drag and less lift on them. So the golf balls, like the old water balls, used to be deeper dimples. So those golf balls now won't fly as far. So if you go the tooling route, some, some manufacturers may be able to solve the problem just by the aerodynamics. Some may have to use aerodynamics and speed, and some may have to use aerodynamics, speed, and spin. So I think it's going to be completely independent of each company on how they approach it and what they want to do. So there may be some golf balls that add spin to drivers, add spins to other shots, creates a more of a hook and slice spin for the average player, you know, you know the amateur golfer, which isn't fun, you know, and Spin rates increasing with irons also have a bigger impact into the wind. So uh, those issues could be a problem for, for some people, and it really is dependent on what way the manufacturer wants to go. Interesting. What do you say to those that say, as you said earlier, that we've got a big time frame for this implementation, um, and people are saying, come on, four to six years down the road, it's not going to be that big of a deal when it comes to when this is going to be implemented in the golf court, the golf ball is going to be put in play. Well, I, I think the, the day you implement it is going to be the same impact. So I don't think you're going to find if it, if it was started tomorrow, the impact would still be the same as it will be in four years relative right. to what's out there in technology today. So I don't think the time, I think the time thing is just the manufacturer's request to say, if we have to stop today, retool, create dimple patterns, which are very expensive to do. Making the cavities are very expensive to do. Um, and then have two processes, two lines you have to run, two balls being separated, um, very expensive to do and very tough to control. I think that's the reason why the time issue is there. Most golf balls life cycles are about two years. So when you do an R&D, 
the work that we're doing today in R&D is probably for three years. To, we have a three to five year window. That's three to five years out. So if it's going to be four, four to six years before it happens, we can start to work on that today to get ready for those changes and the tooling and the processing uh, to make it work. So I think that's the reason why you see the timing be, I think, four years for one for the tour side and six years for the, for the general public, which they can use the golf balls that they already have in their bag for a couple extra years. Dean Snell joining us. Do you think this is going to solve it then? I, I can say, like, I can see it, right? I could see guys, you know, continuing to become better and better athletes, as you pointed out, right? That's a big thing. They're going to be able to swing it harder, um, generate more speed. And again, with the way the drivers, as you know, I mean, they're, these are NASA engineers that are, that are working on golf, you know, clubs, and they're able to, you know, stay within the parameters. Dean, I think you were at TaylorMade in 2004. We were there, and I remember when the USGA announced they were putting the limits on the COR, and this pretty much is the trampoline effect, so this is pretty much going to end. Drivers aren't going to get any longer than they are. I remember that, 2004. I remember TaylorMade talking about that, sitting in one of those uh, presentations, and then all the engineers went to work. They've worked within those COR parameters to, to fix spin, launch, everything, right? And and guess what? It goes further. And so I, I just wonder, will will the engineering do the same thing now, given the updated parameters, and still allow for players to hit it just as far or, or further? I don't I don't know if you'll see yeah the answer to your question is absolutely the R and D guys are gonna get to work right away. Um, the club guys have ways to move the inertia and change the CG of the clubs and the torque and everything there, you know, that, that little driver head has a lot of technology built into it, uh, with, with the way they have created sweet spots, you know, fairly big. They used to be, you know, size of dimes. Now they're quarters and, you know, you miss hit shots and they still go pretty far. So I I think, you know, you hit the ball in the center of the face, that's the maximum distance it's going to go. And if that center is bigger, it's going to be a little more forgiving. And that's what you've seen happen over the years. This testing they're doing now by you can make the driver face be the same contact time CT that they have today, the same COR. Um, it, but the testing that they're doing right now is going to be, and, and the driver today doesn't have an impact on the ball test overall distance standard that we do. So it doesn't impact it at all. They, they, they run simulations and calculate lift and drag coefficients, and then they put it in a program, and the program calculates if your ball speed is this on your ball speed and your spin rate is this, 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 your launch angle is this, it finds the optimum and then it calculates how far it would go and that's got to fall within the range. So it really doesn't even get hit with a driver on how it's measured. So the, the driver guys are going to try to do some. I heard someone say something today that they're, they're trying to stop the increase and slow it down and maybe in 15 years they'd have to come back and redo it again. Um, that could happen. But I think you'll see manufacturers will try with drivers to to change uh, to change the way the club performs. But I don't I don't think this is a big solution when you're talking ten to fifteen yards for the very very high elite players having yeah. that distance be shorter. It's really and they're hitting the ball three hundred and seventy yards today. So now that's three hundred and sixty or three hundred and fifty five. Is that really bringing obsolete courses back into realistic things? You know, I don't I don't I don't really think it solves what they do, but I don't, today's understanding that I had was they're not really trying to make everybody be shorter in the game. They're trying to control the distance gains that keep happening year after year. 
And a lot of that is coming from the players and some of the roll that you get on some of these fairways in Phoenix and Hawaii where some of the balls are probably still rolling. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, and the interesting thing is, and, and you being an engineer yourself, your job, specific job, is to push this golf ball to the limits and make it perform within the parameters that the USGA sets. Correct. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to play by the rules. We, we play by the rules. They give, they give speeds today to, to 252 feet per second on velocity with a tolerance 2%. So that takes it to 255 feet per second. And that's what we go to. We don't go to 252. We all go to 255. <clears throat> but we've yeah. all done that in the tour Bolada days. Wild balls would actually be faster than 255, and then the Bolada cover would actually bring them back down just under. That's the same thing that's going on today. But the difference today is the golf balls on the tour with tour Bolada balls used to spin 4,000 RPMs. Now, in pinnacles, which spin 2,500. Now, today's tour balls spin 2,500, and ball speed hasn't changed. So the distance is really coming from the launch conditions of the ball and the players and the speed that they hit it. It's fascinating stuff. Dean Snell joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So uh, at the end of the day, for those that are, I mean, I've heard a lot, read a lot of comments, you know, people saying that the USGA and the RNA, this, they're overstepping that, you know, that they shouldn't be governing, that they're ruining the game, that it's not going to be fun anymore. They're taking the fun out of it. Uh, you, at the end of the day, those of us that are going out to the public courses or to our private clubs and, you know, we're, we're happy when we shoot something in the 70s, what, what, what kind of an impact do you suppose that we're actually going to see? And, and will it roll it back to the point where it won't be fun anymore? No, I don't believe so. I, I honestly believe for the for the majority of players, what they're doing right now has an impact a little bigger, not not big enough if you really want to roll it back, but a little bit bigger for the um, faster, really elite kind of players and not a big impact on the slower. Oh, I think you'll see some play. And, and the issue with, with the majority of golfers that are average golfers, if I told them they're going to be, you know, three to five yards shorter, they, they can be three to five yards shorter today from one drive to the next. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, yeah. being consistent with the standard deviations are huge. So I honestly think for most people, it would probably be unnoticeable. But in my opinion, the, the perception is bigger than the reality. You know, and the perception is when you tell somebody your golf ball is being rolled back and shorter, whether it's true that you see it in reality, it's what you believe. And I think that's, part of the big issue that people are seeing today the impact is going to be much greater for the faster players and much less for the slower players but the perception of everybody being shorter now is is not good for the game Mm. yeah i think that's really well said dean thanks so much for taking some time uh check out dean snell snellgolf.com he's got his golf balls up there i see you've got some holiday sales going on as well right now so uh check him out but dean we really appreciate it you've always been really kind with your time and insights here on the show over the years and we're hitting 25 years of doing this radio show next year which is uh, remarkable not quite the 34 years you've been at it but um we appreciate all the time (laughs) you've taken over the years and uh, we wish you happy holidays and thanks for your time All righty, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. Dean Snell joining us here on Real Golf Radio.